This program is sponsored by FlatFeeForMeds.com. My wife and I are nearing retirement, and the prescriptions are starting to add up. Now I get my meds for one small monthly pharmacy fee and have enough money left over for Friday night date night with the missus. 90% of all prescriptions are covered. Check for yours at flatfeeformeds.com. Check it out if you want to save money on your prescriptions. Flatfeeformeds.com. Once again, flatfeeformeds.com and save money on your prescriptions. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. We the people and all we do reserve the right to scream. This is Speaking Out America. Welcome, welcome. Of course, the news, the hits just keep on coming. I've always said that there came a point in time in this race where I couldn't see a path to accomplishing that goal that I would get out. And it's clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for President of the United States. I know, and I can see it from some of the faces here, that I'm disappointing some people by doing this. People who believe in our message and believe in what we've been doing. I also know, though, it's the right thing for me to do because I want to promise you this. I am going to make sure that in no way do I enable Donald Trump to ever be president of the United States again. And that's more important than my own personal ambition. Well, there he, there he said it. Uh, never liked the guy. The Bridgegate thing was too much. I think the main thing that, that uh, tipped me to the kind of leader that Chris Christie was, was something that most people missed uh, because they, they weren't paying attention at the time. But during his administration, when he was a governor of New Jersey, he actually approved a bill that would make it illegal for a psychiatrist to try to talk one of their patients out of being either gay or trans. And this was back, you know, during his mid-administration. I thought that's a very odd thing when the government tells a doctor what kind of conversation they can have with their um, patient. And look at it now. Look at how things have gone crazy. But that's beside the point. Uh, welcome to Speaking Out. He's gone. Christie's gone. A lot of uh, fireworks last night at the town hall from Trump. Uh, and there were some very good questions asked by the people in the audience. Here's one. Uh, Robert, where are you? Do you know which way you're going to caucus on Monday? Yes, I do. Okay, can we ask you? I'm going to vote for the third time for President Trump. Oh, okay. I like him. I knew I liked Robert. What's your question uh, for Thanks the former president? Some of my friends that supported you in 2020 are not this time uh, because they believe a Trump presidency will bring four years of chaos due to your haters. What is your response to them? They have chaos now. They have chaos at the border. They have chaos in the military. People are going woke. We have the greatest military in the world, except for the top, where they want to, you know, turn this beautiful thing. We built, we beat ISIS, knocked them out. It was supposed to take four years. I did it in literally three months. It was supposed to take four or five years. But we have chaos now. Look at today with Hunter Biden going into the, going into Congress and just sitting down and the bedlam that's been caused. Today you have chaos. Uh, we have 
I think more with Joe Biden. He can't put two sentences together and he's representing us on nuclear weapons with Putin and Xi and all of these very smart people. The media hates when I say they're smart. But let me tell you, they're very smart and they're very cunning. And uh, I think he had very little chaos. I think most of the chaos was caused by the Democrats constantly going after me. I'll put it another way. Um, last night, I inadvertently uh, let my cat into the studio and I closed the door. And when I came back this morning, uh, my cat left me a little gift that I proceeded to step in and then had to hop around the house until I could wipe the, the doo-doo off my shoe. Well, that's the Democratic Party and what they've done to America. Now we have a bunch of crap laying around. And I think that uh, Trump, one thing that he could do if I advised him is practice a phrase a few times so that it's most effective. So the answer to the question, will there be more chaos? The only answer is there's already chaos. Biden has created chaos in Ukraine and Eastern Europe. He has created chaos at the southern border. He's created chaos uh, in, in academia with DEI and ESG, now ruling corporations in our academia. Kids are getting out of college. 40% of them are hardly able to get a job because they're not qualified, because their head has been filled with wokeism. So the world is already in chaos. The only answer that Trump needs to give is, you already have chaos. I'm going to end the chaos. I'm going to bring sensibility and common sense back to the country. End of story. That's all he had to say. I thought it was a pretty good presentation last night. I thought he did well. Second question that someone asked was, what will you finish that you started in your first administration? Here is his answer. My question is, I would like to know, what do you plan to do in your next term that you didn't quite get finished during your first term? Well, one of the things would be energy, even though I set records on energy, but I was going to be energy dominant. We were energy independent and we had your bills down low. We had uh, your gasoline for the car down to $1.87 a gallon. We had it down even lower than that at some points. Now it's at 4 and $5 and that's not acceptable. Your home heating bills are four and five times higher than they were with me. So I'd be doing that. I'd be doing... Uh, I'd finish up the wall. You know, we built over 500 miles of wall. That's one of the reasons we had the great. And we got Mexico, by the way. We got Mexico, very importantly, to give us 28,000 soldiers free of charge. That's more money than anybody can even imagine, free of charge. And we also uh, remain in Mexico policy, not remain here, remain in Mexico. So we did a lot of great things, and uh, I would just say we're going to just keep expanding. We rebuilt the military. We even did something that hopefully nobody in this room needs, so, but uh, right to try, where we're able to use space-age medicines that won't be approved for four or five years that work in many cases, and I've saved thousands and thousands of lives with right to try. You know, uh, three points that he made. One was energy, smart. Donald Trump last night in Iowa that he's going to restore our energy security, which is the fundamental premise and the foundation of everything else that follows. Our entire economy is based on, and the, being a good economy is based on things being affordable so that people making a living can afford to do things. And that helps keep the economy strong and robust. But when you have something that's out of whack, like energy costs, then everything else follows suit like a domino effect. And so he was smart. His first priority is energy. 
got my vote. Second, uh, getting under control what is now an out-of-control immigration policy. And those were things that he was working on in his first administration that made him successful. So I was happy to see that he hasn't been distracted. Uh, I think those are the first two things, and I think he is going to address the wokeism issue, although I don't think it's his responsibility. But I was reading this morning from The Federalist, DEI is destroying America. DEI is destroying the world, but it's really destroying America. Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it is being taught and it is being inculcated into our kids in college. And they come out of college and they're not able to function because everything they view is through the prism of racism and oppression and Marxism. And they have this, this sense of entitlement, this sense of privilege. And it's making it untenable for society to regain its equilibrium, which is a fancy way of saying that we've got a bunch of people walking around with a bunch of junk in their head. And it's creating conflict in the country between families, between uh, husbands and wives, between friends. Uh, you can't go on a Facebook or a, or a Twitter without seeing somebody who hurls an insult simply because of your political position. And people say, well, that's Trump. You know, it's all Trump's fault. No, it's, it's not. It's Obama's fault. It's, it's the political left that has created this situation. You know, I disagree with the Federalists. I don't think it's the right that needs to fix this. I think it's the left. The left needs to see the errors of their ways. And they continue to go down these strange paths, and they're leading us right to communism. You know, I was reading yesterday, there was a, a report about when did communism start to seep in to the body politic. And it was around the time, according to the author, of Kennedy's assassination. There were There were... Uh, plans put into place that would socialize this country and get us down that path. And who benefits from that? Well, the oligarchs benefit from it. Certainly the communist Chinese benefit. Their, their hegemony on the world stage is there. They're pushing their hegemony. They're invading our country. They're stealing our information. They're monitoring our activity. And they're doing all this under the watch of Joe Biden, who has made upwards to $20 million from the Chinese. And why this is not the burning headline, why this is not the burning issue of this political race, we truly do have a Manchurian candidate running our White House. And the fact that his son could come into the House, unfortunately, the, the Democrats and the Republicans didn't take advantage of the situation. I would have pulled up a chair and said, sit your ass down, Hunter. You've got some questions to answer. I don't know why they didn't do that. I think Nancy Mays tried to. I'm not under, I, I don't understand why if he showed up, why didn't they just take him and say, okay, your attorneys are here. You got two of them sitting next to you. You got two federal attorneys next to you. Take the stand. Raise your right hand. Swear on a Bible. You, you swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And then start explaining yourself. Why they didn't do that, I don't know. It was, it was an opportunity that they had, and I'm pissed off that they didn't go for it. Instead, they let him walk right out of that building. I think it's it's just egregious. They had the opportunity to do it. Why they didn't do it, I don't know. But uh, anyway, I don't think it's our our fault that we have this mess. The fact is, and the truth is, is that all that Trump has to do is say, are you better now than you were four years ago? That's it. Are you better now than you were four years ago? 
that will get him the election. I'm positive. All right, we got a lot of talk about this morning. Uh, Cam Edwards from BearingArms.com going to talk to us about uh, second 2A issues a little bit later on. Kind of a scary situation that is transpiring overseas that could be soon coming to a theater or a community near you. So we'll get to that and so much more. Jim Watkins here, speaking out. This program is sponsored by flatfeeformeds.com. My wife and I are nearing retirement and the prescriptions are starting to add up. Now I get my meds for one small monthly pharmacy fee and have enough money left over for Friday night date night with the missus. 90% of all prescriptions are covered. Check for yours at flatfeeformeds.com. Check it out if you want to save money on your prescriptions. Flatfeeformeds.com. Once again, flatfeeformeds.com and save money on your prescriptions. When Michael Letts talks, members of law enforcement listen because he's an experienced, well, he's served our country, and he's also been in law enforcement for how many years now, Michael Letts? 40 years? 32 years. Almost. Yeah. 32 years. He started InvestUSA.org, which is a company that provides bulletproof vests to law enforcement officers. Uh, he walks the walk and talks the talk, and he's here from South Carolina. I got to ask you. You've known Nikki Haley for a long time. How many years have you known Nikki, former Governor I've Nikki? known Nikki since before she got into her first run for office as a state representative. I knew the uh, fellow well that she, she beat that race, Larry Coon. And I've known her since from the House to the governorship. And quite frankly, with her on numerous uh, committees and issues, Nikki has always been about Nikki. You have to understand that. And what frustrates me, I mean, you know, she know each other, we're friends, but Nikki takes the position that she thinks gives her the greatest possibility of a win. And that's uh, what we need in the times we're dealing with now. We've got enough people in D.C. that blow with the wind wherever the money goes, where she goes. Because, you know, quite frankly, when Nikki the governorship, uh, she's working in the uh, military industry. For, for a military a weapon provider. And that's a very lucrative field, but, of course, you got to have to be able to make that field work. And that's why she's supporting Ukraine so strong. Uh, yeah, I want, people will wonder about her. I don't know what happened to the Republican Party. We used to be, well, for a while, we were, we've always been known as the War Party, and the Democrats were the party of peace. At least that's how I perceived it. Now right. it's flipped. Now it's flipped. A lot of my conservative friends is like, you know, we like the fact that when Trump was in office, we didn't have to deal with a new war every 30 days. And that's exactly what we got when Joe Biden stepped in. And so how is it that Nikki takes his position now? It's not a popular position. I think most Americans don't want to have anything to do with Ukraine or anything to do with Israel and Hamas. Those things are bloody and messy and they cost a lot of money and nothing ever gets resolved. So I guess my question for you is... What kind of president do you think that Nikki Haley would be if she were to win? Uh, no, Nikki would be more the same. She would definitely be a rhino, then uh, that's being kind. So uh, would she do the stupid things that Joe Biden has done? No. But would she be cutting deals left and right and making sure her country is secure after the presidency? By all means, and why you back uh, military defense co- companies wars for Ukraine. That is why, you know, you, you cut as to who will take care of you when you're out of office. It's, we need somebody that's willing to stand up 
and do right for the American people. We haven't had that, Jim, in generations. And it's time we bring it back. And Nikki is not the person for that. What did you think of, uh, did you see the Trump-Iowa uh, town hall last night? I did. I what did. did you think of his, I thought his answers were right on. I mean, he his number one priority, get our energy back. Number two is to take care of the border, can complete the wall. And that kind of leads to our next discussion. Why is Congress dragging its feet on Mayorkas? Why is he even still in the building? I don't understand. Every day that he is in the building, another 10,000 people sneak into our country. Well, and here's the sad part, but we're going to appreciate about being on your show, Jim, is you don't shy away from making sure that this is told. So let's tell the truth. The fact of the matter is we have a Republican Congress only by a couple votes. But it's really not a Republican Congress or Republican House in this sense. They have a lot of rivals. Whether you call them rivals or whether you call them Democrats, members in Congress, that unfortunately, Jim, been compromised. We talked about this before, I think, on uh, one of your last shows. Let's just use one example, the Epstein situation. Why do you think they're not releasing all the names where they're supposed to? Why do you think they're holding back? Because they've used it as a tool for blackmail. Now, two negatives in that situation. If they reveal that the government's been paying for this, it has. There's no question about that. American people will be outraged if tax dollars went to human sex trafficking for children. You get even lower than that, Jim. But also, who are the people that were involved? Who should be held accountable? A lot of those are people that are still in Congress, that are influential positions. So they're using that influence against him by blackmail to get what they want. That's why it would be a very easy situation. Close the border. Look at all the problems. We can spend an hour, Jim, and talk about all the problems illegal immigrants are causing. So why is it not a simple two decision? Because you have people that have a vested interest. The Democrats, and not just the Democrats, the cartels, uh, human sex traffickers. China, you remember China's making a killing off of this by providing all the chemicals for fentanyl. All the people who have great influence and who have bought here use that money to set up operations for black male stings, et cetera, et cetera. And they're they're weighing in now. Oh no, 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 you're not gonna cut off my funds. You you I realize that the press and the American people are hard, so throw them a couple bones here and there. But you're not going to um way of making money. You've got to have somebody who's willing to expose it for what it is and demand accountability. And that's what we've been saying all along. The only person that has service to do is Donald Trump. And here's how you can verify the statement I just made. He's the only one that decided to go after uh, no stops barred. Just suing, try to throw him in jail, whatever you need to do to stop him, you got to stop him. The only reason they're doing that is because they have their whole livelihood vested in this, and they can't afford to lose it. Do you think that Trump knows some of the dirt on the Republicans? He he doesn't seem to be... I think he knows be, most of it. He does? Yeah, yeah, he knows most of it. I'm not going to say he knows all of it, quite frankly. I'm not even sure I know all of it. I know an awful lot of it. But there's so much out that, I mean, it's uh, hard for one person to know every bit of it. But he knows vast majority of it, and they know that and that is why they are desperate to make sure they discredit him and sideline him. If he sitting in the jail for, for no cause, just for made-up charges, if it means taking him, there's been discussion about that, now that's surfaced. Whatever it takes, they want to make sure that they keep 
they're maintaining their lifestyle and their influence, and they don't care about the American people. And that's why this election is so critical, Jim. Well, it's hard to know. Uh, I know a lot of friends on the left, uh, they just disdain Trump. They've, they're suffering from TDS to a great degree. The left is, <laughs> yes. the media is there fanning the flames. And so they don't even realize that the water is boiling right now in the United States. Uh, morality, right. morality is at an all-time low, as is morale. Morale, people feeling good about their Correct. country. And the only person I can see in the field is Trump, because as one of the questionnaires asked, are you going to continue on with your policies? And he said, absolutely. But I think what, where Trump gets in trouble is when he, when he gives the media a soundbite, like when he repeats the statement, I will only be a dictator for one day. It's like, dude, don't say that again. Why do you keep <laughs> saying that? And that's what's killing you. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. i tell you the one positive why you hear me. I think the American people have now realized how to handle Trump. And here's what I mean by that. They look at his policies and they say, that's where we need to be. They look at his rhetoric and they say, you know, you're just trying to be a common guy. You're cutting up, thinking you really shouldn't be. We're just going to discard that. We know that, yeah. that that doesn't really have any significance. It didn't happen before, but more and more people are realizing there's two two sets there. There's his policies that have been very effective. Then there's his rhetoric sometimes where he gets, and in very blunt this directly, he gets carried away sometimes. Yeah. He's trying to be a I comedian. Guess we all have our faults. Yeah. Yep. Right. We, we can't all be Don Imus, you know? But, uh, <laughs> and, and so your position now, we're, is it possible that if Trump were to get into office that he could get all of these immigrants rounded up and send them back to wherever they came from? Because he's saying that's what he's going to do. Is that feasible? It is feasible. We've had it in the last few days. Again, we've discussed it quite a few times. The only way it's feasible, and this is where we're putting the package together, is with military intervention. You say, why do you keep saying that? I don't want the military involved. We don't want, none of us want martial law. We are not going to be a military dictatorship. No. However, we top law enforcement agencies, and I, you realize if Biden's out of the way, you still have the top leadership. Yeah, you still have the deep state. You still have the deep state. They have been able to infiltrate and get their people, not just the top level, but a couple levels down. The only way you're going to effectually deal with that is the military is going to have to step up and do tribunals and hold these people accountable. And how do we make sure the American public understands that's not a bad thing? Because we're going to use more than just the military tribunals. Jim, there's no way you can round up 10 to 20 million illegal immigrants without military. Yeah. It's impossible. Logistics are not there. But I will promise you this. If you have military empowerment to provide for just a few specific things, which is a military tribunal, Treason, and that is exactly what we would be talking about with these people, treason. We also need a military tribunal for election integrity because the election system is corrupt. And we need a military intervention for the illegal level. It has to happen. There's no other way to handle it. Well, and, uh, of course, the, the press would not go along with that at all. They, they try to portray it as now we're becoming like Cuba, which is exactly the opposite. What is your take on on the uh, speaking of military? What is it that Americans need to appreciate about this Lloyd Austin not telling the president that he was undergoing surgery and he would be out of commission for a few days? What's your take on that whole thing? 
Well, let's go back and step back for a minute and see how the whole thing transpired. You got about 40 Biden seconds. One, okay, Biden had one issue in mind, and that was to provide, you know, promoting of, of, of a equity, people of different races, et cetera, yeah. not qualifications. When you put uh, Austin in, he wasn't qualified to begin with. He demonstrated that by anybody with any common sense would know that if I'm going to be out for a while, tell my boss. He didn't do that. He put the company in jeopardy, the country in jeopardy. That is why there's such an outrage. Michael Letts, always glad to have you. That's why we have you here on Speaking Out. Michael Letts, he is the CEO of InvestUSA.org. Check it out. Get involved. Michael, it's good to see you, and I'll talk to you again next week. God bless you. God bless America, Jim. Take care.